visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Each week our show is dedicated to bringing you inspiring examples of how being visionary can change your life, your organization, and even the world. We feature visionaries and people who specialize in the process of helping others to create compelling and inspiring visions. This is our first show, and we're starting today with a topic that's on the minds of so many people these days. What's next for me? What's the vision for my life and my career? In my work as a coach, I find that many people need to take a step back and create a motivating vision for their careers especially. This is not something that's taught in training programs or in business schools. And at a time when many people are unemployed and looking for a new path forward, the topic of career vision is more relevant than ever. We're going to help you learn today how to create a vision for your career with internationally recognized leadership and life coach Tulane Maydonner, author of best-selling books Coach Yourself to Success and, more recently, Coach Yourself to a New Career. Tulane has successfully coached thousands of people to reach their dreams and achieve their greatest ambitions, from being a star of the stage to breaking through the corporate glass ceiling. You can imagine that she has much to share with us today. Tulane was my own inspiration for entering the field of coaching about a decade ago, and I'm absolutely delighted to have her on our premiere show today. Tulane, welcome to Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life. Thanks, Kate. I'm delighted to be here. You have been helping people envision and create the future they really want for so many years. What inspires you to help people change their lives? Well, basically what I want is I really just want people to be happy. And what I've discovered is that when people are living their dreams and their passions, they're happy. So I have a gift in being able to see people's potential and am able to help them not only see what that potential is, but believe that their dream and vision really can happen. And then some practical action steps on how to get on that right path. So that's, that's pretty much what I do as a life coach, is I help people get onto that path, live the dreams and the visions that they've secretly always wanted to have, and make that a reality. Fantastic. And, you know, today, when I think about vision, I think vision is, uh, and I, is a concept that can be used in a variety of different ways. You can have a vision for your organization. You can have a vision for a nation. You can have a vision for a marriage. Um, today, we're really talking about career vision. And your recent book was really about coaching yourself to a new career. I wonder if you could tell me, us a little bit about what that means to you. What does career vision mean to you? And how do you define vision in the context of a career? Well, I think it could be something. A lot of, I think sometimes people, when they think about visioning, they freak out and think, oh my gosh, you know, like Bill Gates' vision, a computer on every desk running Microsoft software. I mean, that's a huge, massive vision, or people think that they have to save the world or something. A vision does not have to be some giant, grandiose thing. It might simply be, I want my boss's job in, in two to five years. You know, or I want to break through that glass ceiling and be at the head of the company, or I want to be CEO. You know, and, and the ideal thing is to have your vision for your work actually support your ideal life. So first I get people playing around with their ideal life, and then we get the career vision to support that ideal life. So that, that's, that's kind of the, the secret, if there is one. So really, career vision is a component of a larger vision that you have for your life, yep. is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, okay. because what happens so often is people get stuck in their careers, and that's when they start feeling stuck. So pick the career 
thinking it'll support their ideal life, and it does the opposite. They're trapped in a career, and it doesn't support anywhere near what their ideal life is. Or they've bought a lifestyle, big house, fancy car, but that's not truly what makes them happy. So ideally, you want your vision for your life. Your career vision will support your ideal life, not the other way around. And most people do it the other way around. They think, well, I'll work hard, then I can have my ideal life. When sometimes it's not that that way at all. And our, our real vision is simpler than we realize. And that's where it's key to find out what your core values are, the things that are your passions and values, orient your entire life and your career around those. And that's when you'll start to really be happy and successful and fulfilled. Well, I'm glad you're making that distinction. I mean, my experience working in uh, corporate America as a leadership coach is that often people are really trying to think about career independent of putting it in the context of the whole rest of their lives. And I think that taking that big step back and thinking about where do, who do I want to be? Where do I want to go with my whole life? And how does this career really serve that bigger plan? I think that's a great distinction to offer to our listeners. Um, you mentioned a minute ago that people often feel stuck. And uh, I wonder, how does having a vision help? Well, when you're stuck and you can't see a way out, you know, you, all you can see is your current stuckness and the, the mess that you're currently in or the dissatisfaction that you have, and you tend to focus on the negative. Oh, I don't like my job. I don't like my boss. I don't, I've got bills to pay, blah, blah. You know. And instead, with a vision, what that does is it allows you to focus on the positive. It's focusing on what you do want. And that's one of the oldest sort of, in a sense, could be even a spiritual principle, is that what you focus on expands. So if you focus on the negative things in your life, you're going to get just more and more of that, Whereas a vision gives you something positive to focus on. And if you set your sights on that, a vision that's compelling will draw you to it. It will almost pull you forwards. Instead of having to work to it, it will pull you in that direction. And that's what we want. We want you to have a compelling vision for your own life and career that's strong enough to pull you out of the, the stucky mess that you're in right now. That's terrific to hear you say that. And I wonder, you know, as I work with people, I often see that once they have the vision, they can really actually almost stand in the future of that vision and look back to the present moment and say, okay, if I'm actually going to go there, I need to take a, several different steps to move myself in that direction. And so once you have the vision, the path forward from where you are right now becomes much easier to see. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You start with that and then you figure, okay, well, what do I need to do today? What are some, some steps or possible actions that could get me to closer to that vision that I want? And, and that vision could just be, you know, the things that you want. It, just, it could be something that you scribble down on a piece of paper and a simple sketch. So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, it can be written, it can be a sketch. It could just be something you hold in your head. So I prefer people to write it down, though. And that's, that will get you focused on what can you do now, today, the next six months that will actually get you there and create a plan so that you can start living your vision today in, in whatever small way you can. Great. I wonder if you could tell us a story, an example of um, how someone in your coaching practice, perhaps a leader, has used visioning to really manifest what they'd like yeah, I, I've got an example of one, uh, one of my clients was a human resources executive in a law firm, and she, she was sick of her job. She, at one point, I'm sure she enjoyed it, but after a number of years, she was just sick to death of it and tired of it and the, the hassles of that and the responsibilities. And it, it, She was making a huge income, though, so very successful in her career, well-liked by her colleagues and her boss, and you know, she, she didn't really have any 
problems in this. She just wanted to do something different, and she wanted. She didn't feel like she was living in alignment with her true passions, which were, when we talked about it, dogs and wine. And she kept coming to me and said, well, Tulane, how can I make money with dogs and wine? You know, okay, I volunteer at the dog shelter, and I go to some wine-tasting events, but I just don't see how you can make a a viable living or a career out of these two passions. But we, we got to thinking about it, and I set her to challenge herself on possible ideas. And she came up with this idea of running an upscale, an upscale doggy daycare business. And so people who go to work don't want to leave their dogs at home, bring them to this very upscale organic dog food daycare in Austin, Texas, called Hip Hounds. And that's her business. So she set mm-hmm. that up. And so that, well, that'll be working with dogs and providing a good environment for them, and I'll get to play with the dogs. So, okay, good. Now, meantime, she kept her day job with the law firm while she set up this business. So it forced her to delegate everything to hire managers, the whole bit. And when she felt confident enough, uh, it was funny because she kept thinking she needed the money. And after a while, I said, okay, how much have you actually saved from your law firm job over the last six months? And she said, well, it was only $15,000. I thought, well, you know, could you have made that if you'd focused all your attention on this business? Do you think you would have grown the business by more than that? And she said, yes. And at that point, she left her, her, her law firm job and went into the doggy daycare business full-time. And she has so much time now because she set it up to run by itself that she can now indulge in her other passion, which is going wine tasting and going to Napa Valley for weeks on end in Napa Valley because she can run her, her um, doggy daycare business virtually. So that's the story of, actually, her name is Melissa and uh, her hip hounds business in Austin, Texas. Complete change oriented around living her uh, passions. And the, the fun thing about it is she said, you know, for a while she thought, will I ever be able to live without those Chanel sunglasses and the fancy lifestyle that she had before? But what she said is having made the switch, all that stuff, the trappings of success that she was so attached to when she was in the law firm are completely meaningless. She says, well, all I need is a big truck to throw the dogs in and a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, and, you know, that's all I need now. And so she finds she needs less. And she's so much happier and has loads of free time. So, you know, a fun example of somebody who's completely had a vision for working with dogs and, and indulging in wine tasting, who's now made that the center of her life and oriented her whole life and her career around her two top passions. So wow. it can completely be done. And guess what? She's making good money, too. She needs less money, but she's also still making a good income. I love this because what you're what you're telling us about is a person who really made a huge change and who did it in such a way that she didn't lose her income. She didn't, you know, often people feel when they have a big idea that they have to kind of jump off the cliff to make it happen and take huge risks. But she found a way to um, get herself there while holding on to her day job, as you said, and then building this vision that she really was holding in her heart and in her mind. And it sounds like she feels like she gained and didn't lose by following her passion. I wonder, Tulane, you know, when people make these kinds of shifts, I often find that they have a great deal of um, fear initially or anxiety about letting go of one thing and moving toward another. You know, what advice do you have as people contemplate the shifts that they want to make in terms of addressing the natural and inevitable anxiety and fear that comes with that? Well, you see, I always say, and this is, I write about this in Coach Yourself to Success, my first book, that fear is actually your friend. And you want to take that fear and get it right under your arm and get real cozy with it and find out all about your fears. So have a good chat with your fears and say, okay, well, what exactly am I afraid of? What's the source of this fear? 
And usually, with most people, there's two main fears. One is that they're afraid it won't be, they won't be successful, that they'll be a failure at it. And they won't have any money, and they'll lose their house and be a big woman or a big man on the street. So, you know, that's, that's one of the common fears. That's one. Mm-hmm. They won't be. Um, and the other fear is that, you know, can I really do this? It's like, it's like mm, do I deserve this? Can I really do this? It's kind of like a, a lack of confidence. Now, those two can be easily alleviated by two steps. Number one, keep your day job. Most businesses are started in, you know, people's spare time on the evenings and weekends. And I know you may not have a lot of spare time now, but maybe you need to withdraw from some other activities for a while to focus on, on this big vision that you have or this little vision that you have, a hobby that you could then grow into a business. So, you know, keep your day keep job. Keep your day right? job. Don't Great. risk financially. I mean, that's just silly. And the second thing is, by doing this little bit at a time, you build your confidence in two things. You realize, A, is there a market for this? You can test it in a very small, safe way. Uh, are people actually interested in this product or service that you're offering? And you can also uh, get your experience so your confidence goes up. So that by the time you quit your job, you'll A, you'll know it's a viable business and it's earning money, and you'll have the confidence that you can make it successful. So Great. Is no fear approach. Great. Those are valuable tips for us. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how to make your vision real. This is Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life. I'm Kate Ebner, and our guest today is author and coach Tulane Maidonner. And we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Tune in to Tom Says for practical solutions that you can use in your life. Whether it's information you can use for business, spiritual awareness, health, or personal issues, you'll want to listen to this life-changing program hosted by Tom Gerbic. Tom will also invite you to participate by calling in or sending emails. There's no topic that's taboo. With Tom's life experiences, you'll find that a weekly visit can be truly inspiring. Tom Says can be heard on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern with a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email... Please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate Ebner, and you're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. We'd love to hear from you, so do email us at visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. 
send your questions, send your comments. Our guest today is renowned master coach and author Tulane Madonner, and our topic is setting your career vision. Tulane, you mentioned before the break that um, it's important to ground our visions in our values. In other words, uh, creating a vision should be actually about being more of who you are. What really matters most to you should very much be a part of the vision. Can you tell us more about how you help people to do that? What does that actually look like when you're coaching somebody? Yeah, when people talk about it, we say orient around your core values and your passions. And sometimes people absolutely know what their passions are. Like my client, Melissa, who knew she had a passion for, for dogs and for wine, and she knew that was her passion. But other people don't. And they're like, well, yeah, well, I don't really know what business to start or what to do or what career I'd really love. Or, you know, and they're very unclear about that. And that's when it really helps to get some clarity. And to do that, we have a series of different exercises that we use with our clients in coaching them. But one, I'll, I'll share one with them. And I do outline them and coach yourself to a new career. There's a whole bunch of little exercises and grams do it like a workbook. But one that I can share with you now would be to list the highlights of your life, the best times of your life. So if you imagine that you're about to get hit by a bus, your life flashes before your eyes, and you took a big yellow highlighter and you took out all the key best times of your life. Jot those down. Now, don't do that now, but remember to do that. So jot down the highlights of your life. Now, the next step is to look back at those highlights and say, what about that event or time in my life made it so good? What, what was the underlying value that was really exciting about that or that made that so special? So, for example, I'll, I'll use my own, one of my own um, values, for example. One of my highlights of my life was the year that I spent abroad studying in Salamanca, Spain. This is when I was at Georgetown University. And I had that year abroad. And if I had a yellow highlighter, that whole year would have gotten a yellow highlight. When I look back at it, I say, well, what was so special about that year? For me, the underlying value was travel and adventure. Because the whole year was about adventure and traveling around, and, and those are some of my core values. So I thought, well, hmm, if those are some of my top values, how can I orient a career around travel and adventure? How can I make that my life's work or have a lot of time to travel and adventure in my career? So that was one of the key elements that helped me define what my own uh, ideal career should be and, and how to, what elements I'd need to have in it. Because if you design your, your work around your values, you will, you will be happy you will be fulfilled, and it won't feel like work. It'll feel like play. Thank you so much. And as you got um, into the topic of coach yourself to success, you then shifted over to start writing and thinking about coach yourself to a new career. And this is a topic of relevance for career changers of all ages and career stages. Uh, we certainly see with so many people right now in the job market that there's, it's a time for when people are trying to think creatively and in fresh ways about what it means to work and the kind of work they want to do. I'm wondering if you could tell us more about what advice you might have for people who want to change their careers, really go from one career to another. Well, the first, the first piece of advice I'd have is, is start with your ideal life. So do a sketch, fantasize a little bit, play around. If you could really have your ideal life, what would be those elements in it? And, and you can do a simple little sketch with like a stick figure sketch. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And then from that, figure out, well, if that's my ideal life, because it might be that you have very unsophisticated goals for your ideal life, and you don't need some fancy career to support that. So that could save you a whole lot of trouble and headache. So start with that. Then think, okay, well, what career would be in alignment with, that's in alignment with my values and passions, whether that's dogs or wine or uh, water skiing or whatever it is, that 
you know, that could then translate into a, a payable sort of viable career and make a profession out of it. So you start start off with something really small and easy. Do it as a hobby. Do it as a sideline business. Keep your regular job. Don't risk anything financially. And start with some small step. Maybe it's that you start with a course in the evening to learn more about this, this hobby. Uh, maybe you start a small little Internet-based business uh, or centered around this particular hobby and, and see where that takes you. So the key is, is to start with some simple little thing that would get you closer to that ideal life and that ideal career. Something you could do today. You know, you talk about um, starting small and, you know, taking some baby steps, testing it out and experimenting with um, with your ideas to find out, you know, is there a market? Do I really like it? Um, I've noticed that sometimes people find that when they do those experiments, they realize, you know, I, I actually don't want to leave my day job. I want to stay in my day job, but I, I want to uh, explore this. And I now see that this isn't what I thought my vision was. So sometimes that testing period seems to give people um, the opportunity to evaluate and uh, kind of almost like the space and freedom to try their ideas out before, again, making those big, big moves. And so, you know, very, very helpful idea. I have a client who has created a, an incredibly inspiring vision. Um, she envisions um, creating a design center where urban high school students with design talent can bring their designs and compete for the opportunity to have their designs produced. And as she developed this incredible vision she wants to, to create, she realized that, you know, there's a lot of things I need to do to be prepared for making this happen. And so there are things I want to learn. There's uh, some changes in the way I operate that I'd like to, to work on. And so, you know, she, I think she developed that vision a couple of years ago. She's really in a process of getting herself ready to be the person who can bring that vision forward. So, you know, there is sometimes a lag time between the moment of seeing the vision and then the actual you know, bringing it to fruition or the, the making it real aspect of the vision. And so I, I'm glad you're pointing out this um, experimentation phase because I think sometimes this feeling that it's all or nothing really stops us from taking the steps that um, would be exciting in our lives. Yeah, you know, that it reminds me of my client as well, Melissa, who has the hip hounds with the doggy daycare business. When she was, uh, her first business actually was making handmade dog bowls and dishes and selling them to hotels so that when movie stars would come with their, their pet, they had a special personalized dog dish and all that. So she was kind of in the high end pet products business. And that was actually her precursor business that she tried first. But she realized it wasn't really, um, it didn't have the, contact with the dogs that she actually wanted. So sometimes we start something and we think, oh yeah, this is great, but she didn't really want contact with doggy bowls and dishes. She wanted the contact with the dogs themselves. So, you know, sometimes we start off on something and it's not quite right and then we can abandon that and do something else. But again, she did this during this experimentation phase. She did keep her HR job as <laughs> executive HR person uh, so that she paid the bills and it could afford her the opportunity to experiment with some of these little businesses. And the, that business she put aside and focused then on the doggy daycare business instead. But don't be afraid to experiment. I think sometimes you, it is like, oh, well, that one didn't work out, or, and then they stop. No, keep trying until you find a thing that does. Fantastic. And I'm curious, we have just a couple more minutes here before we take another break, but I would love for our listeners to be able to hear your story, Tulane, how you have used uh, visioning in your own career. 
Well, I used to work at Chase Manhattan Bank. I used to be a second vice president at Chase and managed a financial center in downtown Manhattan. And I kind of bumped into this coaching thing, taking personal growth and development courses in my spare time because that was my passion, never thinking that that would be a career because this was all before life coaching was was even on the map at that time. Nobody had heard of life coaching. In fact, that's how I got lifecoach.com because um, nobody had heard of it. So I early bird gets the worm. And so I was working in the bank and very frustrated and saw the corporate ladder ahead of me and knew I didn't want to go any further up it. But I didn't. I went to a headhunter and a recruiter and they just sent me to more banking and finance jobs because that was my experience. So I started doing this personal development courses and, and met a guy who called himself a coach and he said, well, could you, you, you could become a coach and he wanted to coach me and I rejected the idea. I went into the whole thing very skeptically, which I think is a good point because sometimes we think it's like it's got to be love at first sight and you've got to say, oh, ha, 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 this is what I want to do. Uh-uh. I went into coaching very reluctantly, very skeptically. It was brand new. Nobody, I didn't know you could make a living at it. Was it going to be a real career? And I took my courses uh, while working full-time at Chase. I took my coaching classes in the evening at Coach U, doing that in my evenings and weekends, taking the classes for a good year and a half and building up my first coaching clients and everything while I was still working at the bank. I knew I wanted to be a speaker and so that I could do travel and adventure and you know speak around the world. So I started taking Toastmasters International to develop my speaking skills, and I did that on my lunch hour at the bank. So that was easy. So again, what I'm saying is take these little steps. During my lunch hours at the bank, I was doing the Toastmasters. Uh, I volunteered while at the bank to lead the first-time homebuyers seminar because I was leading a seminar. And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to actually have a career of teaching people about buying homes, but it's good practice speaking in front of a professional audience. So I volunteered to do that, and that took me one step closer to having a professional speaking career. And, and then doing the coaching classes in the evening, working with a few clients, and then one of my clients one day said to me, Tulane, you're not charging enough. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, I pay this business consultant a lot more than I pay you, but I get more value from you. At that point, I knew that people valued coaching enough to want to pay for it. And I, I, I thought, okay, this could be a business then. And, but again, I went very cautiously. I paid off all my credit card debts, and I had a two-year savings reserve before I quit my day job and went into coaching full-time. And once I quit my job, I never looked back. It's like another lifetime ago. I've been doing coaching now for 15 years and absolutely love it. Fantastic. And so do you actively use visioning even now to look into your future or do you feel like you did it? You, you have the vision and you're living it. No need to keep visioning. Oh, no. <laughs> I've just now created a whole new vision. I have, funny thing you mentioned that because uh, people think it's got to be so complicated. I, years ago, about, about 14 years ago, I'd done a, a sketch on one piece of paper of my ideal life. And I just did a figure sketch with stick figures. And I was single at the time, living in my um, a, a tiny Manhattan apartment, um, didn't, you know, still working at the bank. And so my vision was that I was going to be this international speaker, a best-selling author, uh, live with a house by the sea, have, be married and have two children, and there was a jet plane in there, all, you know, all rough sketch, of course, uh, for my travels around the world speaking at different places. Now, at the time that I wrote, did that little sketch on one page, which took me about 10 minutes, I had none of that, and it looked like pie-in-the-sky stuff, absolutely pie-in-the-sky fantasy stuff. I was just cleaning out my grandmother's attic, and I found that piece of paper last year, and it knocked my socks off because I had achieved my vision. 
it was just a sketch. I was blown away because I've got my ideal life. But the funny thing is, once you reach your ideal life, you know, there's kids that, you know, nappies, their diapers need changing. And, you know, it's not, it's very real. It doesn't feel ideal. It feels very real. And so you can kind of miss the fact that you actually reached your ideal life if you don't write it down. That's another important thing to say is, I thought, oh my gosh, I have my ideal life and I didn't even realize it. So, because it feels real. Kids get sick, they break their arms, you know, it's, it's, it's life, it's real. What a great example. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I knew you then, um, to some degree, I've been following your career and your, your, your actions as a coach and as a leader in our profession for the past decade, and I have seen you really make this vision real. I want to mention to our listeners that you can go to www.nebocompany.com to sign up on our website and become eligible for a drawing. We're going to be giving away five of Tulane's most recent book, um, Coaching Yourself to a New Career. So we hope that you'll go and, and sign up for our newsletters and, and consequently be eligible for that drawing. Um, Tulane, when we come back from the break, I think we're going to talk more about the how, how to create the vision for those who are listening who might be really interested in, in sort of a simple step-by-step, and then what to do with it once you have one. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to continuing the conversation with you, and thank you for sharing so much of uh, your own story as we've been talking this morning. I think these examples are inspiring and also um, bring bring the idea of vision right down to earth, which is where ultimately things start to happen in our lives. Um, so with, with that, I think we're going to um, prepare for a break and we'll be right back to talk about the how of visioning. I'm Kate Ebner and our guest today is author and coach Tulane Maidoner. This is Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, and we'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. 
Now, back to today's program. This is Kate Ebner, your host today, and our guest is renowned master coach and author Tulane Medaner. Our topic is setting your career vision, and we've been talking about how people do this, and we're going to really move into that um, that how-to aspect in the next portion of our show. We want you listeners to be able to um, end today's show and know what your next steps are going to be. So, Tulane, what is the process that you use to create vision? Well, the first thing, it's, 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 all, it's really about imagination and kind of playing with your mind and letting it roam a bit to create a vision. So first thing you do is just get yourself relaxed. And now imagine that you're walking along the beach and you bump your foot against an old bottle and you pick it up and you rub it and out pops your genie. And your genie says, hey, guess what? You can have everything you've always wanted to do, be, or have. But here's the trick. You've got to write it all down on this one piece of paper in the next five minutes. Now, money is no object. You can have anything. I can create anything as your genie that you want. So just write it down. So try that as a little exercise. Just, so just pretend your genie's popped out of the bottle, and you can grant anything you've ever wanted. It doesn't matter if you want to be an astronaut and fly to the moon or an actress or a movie star. Or, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be anything related to your current life. You can be completely fantastical. Uh, just get it all down on that piece of paper. So that would be your first step because you want to start expanding what you think is possible for yourself. Most people play way too small. Uh, so that would be the first step. Then, okay, so before you move on to step yeah. two, I really hear you saying don't limit yourself in step one. Don't edit yourself. Don't um, critique your own ideas. Just really get it down. Think as, as big and creatively and imaginatively as you can. Is that right? Yeah, and you can put the, the silly stuff down too, you know, the superficial things. You want that Rolex watch or, you know, the house by the seaside, the you know, convertible car, whatever you want. You know, stick it all down. I mean, geez, if you can get it down there in five minutes, you know, you might as well, right? So, you know, you can put down that stuff that you might want, you know, stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> That's okay. We have no judgment here. So if you want that, uh, the red Corvette, go ahead, put that on your list. So just get that all down. And, and, and then what you do, once you've done with that and you can't think of anything else and your whole page is completely filled up. Then you take a step back and say, okay, now let me figure out what my values and passions are. Because that red convertible may or may not be in alignment with your top values and passions. So we need to kind of weed out what's really important. And to do that, you can do two steps. Figure out what the highlights of your life are and then go back to uh, your core values that were underlying that. And you can also do something else, which I call the envy method. This is a separate list. Who is it that you envy? And why is that? What are they doing that you want to be doing? What do they have that you want? So envy is, is one of the seven deadly sins. But as a coach, I would like to find out what people envy because envy is what we secretly want for ourselves but think for some reason we can't have it. So envy is a wonderful indicator. I think of envy as green for go for it. <laughs> So, so green with envy, green for go for it. Yep, yep, because it, it's only a bad thing. It's only a sin if you, if you don't pursue it, and then it eats away at you, and, and uh, you become embittered. Okay, very mm -hmm. good. So then what? Okay, so now you figured out who you envy and why. That gives you some clues. Now go back to your, your genie list, your, your uh, imagination, and take a look at your values. So let's say, for example, my examples are travel and adventure, and I had on my list that I wanted to be an international speaker. Well, hello, that one gets a big circle because international speaker is in direct alignment with the value travel and adventure. Ah. Make sense? 
Yeah, I see. So that one gets it. Red Corvette, okay, I haven't been able to match that to a value yet, so we'll leave that uncircled. But this enables you to see what's really going to make you happy in life. Red Corvette might be fun, but an international speaking career could really make you fulfilled and happy. So it, it seems like this process really helps you to separate what really matters from all your good ideas. So it's a sort of a filter. Exactly. It's the filter because we can put down a lot of things that are media-inspired goals from, you know, that aren't really true to who we are and what we really want. If you focus on what, you truly, what truly makes you happy and fulfilled, then you'll be able to buy that red Corvette later <laughs> or you won't, you won't need it at that point. Exactly, like your, your, like your client with the Hip Hounds program. Mm-hmm. She discovered all that fluffy stuff. The Chanel sunglasses didn't really matter when she was doing what she loves to do and had her passions fulfilled. You don't need to medicate with stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so at this point now, you've done, um, you've done your genie writing, you've done your envy list, you've assessed it with your values, and you've found those key pieces that really speak to you, that really are clearly aligned with what you, who you are and what you really want. What's the next part of the process? Right. So now you've picked something. And let's just say, for example, I'll use myself as an example, international speaker and uh, coach. So I picked those, that out, and that's a match to my values to lead and inspire people and to travel and have adventures. So those are all a match. And I've circled those. So I know that those are honest and true. Now the next step is to, to write an ideal job description. So start to flesh out the actual bullet points. So if you were reading in you know, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and in the back of it was the wanted jobs wanted list, and you, you would circle this job. You'd say, oh, my gosh, that job is made for me. Well, write your own ideal job description. Get the specifics in there, the kind of hours, the kind of salary, the kind of income you want to make, whether there's travel, whether there's not travel, whether you know, it enables you to work from home. Put all those details in there and get as specific as you can about your career. So now we're getting down to the specifics. Okay. That's the next step. Okay, okay. excellent. Yeah. And then the final step would be to well, obviously keep your day job. We're not advising that unless you're loaded with bucks and can afford to just quit, that's fine. But normally most people have to keep their current jobs while they're working on their vision and their new career. So then the next piece is in your current life with the current job that you have, start making little steps and things that will move you one step closer to that ideal career. Great. Well, I love the idea of get, taking that first one step. And I want to back us up for a moment. We've had a, a question come in from our listeners about what if you're not in a position to keep your day job because you don't have a day job. You have perhaps lost your job in this economy. Um, you're unemployed. You know, you're really, you don't have that um, feeling perhaps of a financial buffer or safety net. You know, what do you recommend and what advice do you have for people who are in that situation? Well, hopefully, uh, if you're unemployed, you're getting some unemployment benefits, and you can use that time to look for jobs you know, that would be a match for your vision or start creating that, that business that you want to start your own business. This is, there's never been a better time now to design a business around your own passions and values. This has never been easier because the Internet makes it so easy to do. So start an Internet-based business around one of your passions and hobbies and what, you know, while you're looking for that day job. And some people need to actually supplement their income. Maybe unemployment's not enough. Um, try to cut your expenses as much as possible so that you can afford to experiment and play around. But the advantage of being unemployed is that you've got time. 
So you may not have money, but you have time. And time is a wonderful thing because with time, you can take courses, you can experiment, you can do informational interviews with people in fields that you're interested in. Uh, I had one client who said, all I know about my vision is I want to work with fabrics. I love fabric, and I want to work with fabric. And I said, well, you know, head down to the fabric. She was in New York. And I said, there's a whole fabric district in New York City. Head over there and start talking to people in the fabric district about what they do until something resonates with you. And that's exactly what she did. And ended up being a buyer, uh, buying fabrics <laughs> for stores. So, you know, you, 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 she didn't know that that was what's going to happen. But, you know, after talking to people in that industry, she managed to figure out that that would be something she'd enjoy. Really? So, and, that's and, that's and great. And the context, yeah. I, I think, you know, I think often when people are in a situation where they don't feel financially stable and perhaps don't have a job, what I, what I notice is a tendency to let fear overwhelm. And, um, you know, sometimes people will reach out to me as a coach and say, can you help me because I'm job seeking and I'm, I don't know what to do. I go online, I submit my resume, I, I take all of these steps that seem like the right steps, but nothing's really happening. And what I'm hearing you say, Tulane, is what I also believe, which is um, first stop, just stop and get a picture in your own mind of what you really want. And even though you may not be employed, don't deprive yourself of the opportunity to create a vision for yourself. You can create a vision. And if you have that vision, you're going to do a much more purposeful search and sound much more compelling as you begin to interview for opportunities that might really suit you. So it's sort of like stop, stop the, um, the activity for a moment and really follow the process, I think, that you're laying out here. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, there's no need to panic. And if you are panicking for financial reasons, uh, figure out if you can downsize or cut your expenses dramatically because uh, it's worth it to give yourself this time. Uh, or, or get a part-time job doing something. You know, if, you, if you're stressed, get a part-time job you know, working in a restaurant somewhere or something. Just something to make the ends meet so you're not panicked because you don't want to be in that sort of a position. And financially, if you're diving into debt, that's going to make anyone panic and you aren't going to be able to think clearly about your future. So it's worth getting that sorted out first. So get yourself in a financially stable situation. Uh, and you know, if that means taking a part-time job, waiting tables, go ahead and do that. You know, anything that'll stabilize your finances, because it's not worth panicking. You want you want that time to be able to play around and experiment and and feel comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah, and you know, doing this visioning, it's sort of I, I always think of it as going from vision to plan. So for those of us who feel much safer when we have a plan visioning is really just the first step of that process. It's a very practical step to take, even though we're inviting you to use your imagination and to go toward your values and what you really are passionate about. So it's almost counterintuitive when you're feeling anxious to sort of slow it down and be imaginative and trust your passions and your values as a guiding light. But that's really the advice I think that we have. Um, I think we're uh, getting ready again to take a, a short break. And when we come back, we're going to really zoom in on that last step of taking the first steps once you have your vision. And this is Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life. I'm Kate Ebner, and our guest today is author and coach Tulane Maidoner. And we'll be right back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate, and our topic today is setting your career vision with our guest, renowned master coach and author Tulane Maydonner. And Tulane's been sharing with us the process of creating your own vision, and we're really on that fifth step, which is um, moving into action, taking that first step. Tulane, what do listeners need to know about this fifth step in the process? Yeah, I think the fifth step is probably the most important because once you once you start taking little steps, things have a way of snowballing, and it's it's amazing how that happens. You think, oh, I've done this one little thing; it's not enough. You know, it's nowhere near my vision. But what, what people don't realize is that tiny little step creates momentum, and it starts to snowball and roll into the right direction. And before you know it, you'll have you'll end up where your vision is, and it's it almost starts to happen. It's effortless when we're doing what we are wired up and meant to be doing. What our our destiny or our path in life is, and when we're being true to ourselves, everything suddenly starts to get really easy and fun, and it starts to happen quickly. So things can start to snowball in, in unexpected and amazing ways, and that all comes from taking those first tiny little steps in the right direction. One thing I find when I'm coaching around vision, which I do all the time, is that um, it's really important to tell someone your vision, to share it with a friend or, or someone you really trust, and to put the words of your vision into the air, put them in front of somebody who, who can support you and really be a companion to you in cheering you on as you begin to take these first steps. Um, we often encourage people to... to, to ask someone to be their supporter and sort of be their buddy as they make make progress toward the vision. And of course, sometimes you hear people say, well, I'm afraid that if I tell somebody and then I don't do it, it will look bad, you know, but we say move beyond that and find someone you really trust who believes in you and who really believes in your ability to make your vision real. Um, I want to just take us to a quick overview of the five steps, Tulane. Can you just walk us through at a high level what those five steps are one more time? Sure. Here they are. Five steps for creating a perfect career vision. Number one, 
play the, the genie game or the instant billionaire game and imagine that you've got unlimited funds at your disposal and your genie says you can do whatever you want. So play that game. Get your, your, your fantasy list down on one piece of paper. That can take five minutes. So second step is to then sketch out uh, what your, to, to come up with what your core values and your passions are. So there's a number of exercises to do that, but two of my favorites are to list the highlights of your life or the best times of your life and then identify the core values underneath those and also the envy method, which is to think about who you envy and why. And that will be the, the way to help you identify those core values and passions. Third step is to take a look at your values and passions and see if they align with your genie list. So any of those things on the genie list actually match up with one of your values and passions. You've got a winning, a winning proposition there. So circle those because those are the ones you should go for first. And if there's just one, great, start with one. Then the, the fourth step would be to sketch out this ideal career description or ideal job description. Actually sketch it out or outline it, make a, make bullet points. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Uh, but get some specifics and, and exactly what is this that you're looking for. So you're clarifying your vision there. And then the fifth step is to take that tiny step that will get you in that one step closer to living your ideal uh, career vision today. So maybe you sign up for a course that would help you learn more about this. Maybe you set up an informational interview with somebody in a field for that and you pick up the phone today. Uh, maybe you, you set up that structure for support that Kate was talking about. You'll know, find a buddy or a coach who can support you while you're, you're making this transition. So, uh, you know, making a radical change, it's helpful to have some hand-holding in the process, um, and that's what we do as coaches. So that's, that's, uh, it makes it a lot easier. You know, as you run through that, it sounds actually like fun. It sounds like a fun process to try. And it sounds like, you know, one thing leads to another from the way you've been describing it to Lane. It's sort of taking those steps at the end of the process just to begin to move yourself in that direction that can really create almost immediate, um, you know, small and even large um, shifts and changes. Um, we've been talking a lot about how to move from passive to purposeful, you know, how to go from stuck to unstuck, how to use vision to get from where you are to where you really want to be. And as I'm listening to you talk about this, Tulane, I'm wondering, you know, many of us, uh, there are times in our lives where we get into a rut, where we're just, you know, we seem to, we know what we want, but we just can't get ourselves motivated or making the behavioral changes that would lead us in that new direction. Um, can you give us a little pep talk on that? When you're stuck in a rut, sure. There's two quick ways to get out of a rut when you're stuck in a rut. Number one, actually there's probably three. Number one would be to make a tiny change. Like say, um, it doesn't have to be related to what you're doing. Drive to work and take a different route to work. Don't drive in the same old way you usually drive. Just make some change. If you wear blue socks, wear brown socks. If you part your hair on one side, part it on the other side. If you eat at this restaurant all the time, well, eat at a, a new restaurant. So make tiny changes. It may have nothing to do but what it ha uh, with your, your vision or your career. But by making small changes, <laughs> what happens is you create the momentum for change. And then when, by making small, insignificant changes, you create the energy for bigger changes. So you know, drive a different way to work today and see what happens. <laughs> so, you know, silly okay. stuff like that, but actually it does work. So tiny, insignificant changes that have nothing to do with your vision, start with that. That'll get you out of a rut. So any change will do. Now, the other way is to make a radical change. Move to a different city, 
you know, quit your job, take a job in another place, you know, a radical change. So those two will definitely get you out of a rat in a hurry. But the small, tiny one can then work just as effectively as the, the big change. Um, so, and the third one is hire a coach who will kick your butt <laughs> and get you going. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you for those tips. Um, you know, I, I want to remind people that we are going to give away Coach Yourself to a New Career. We have um, five copies to give to those listeners who go to the Nebo Company website and sign up on our uh, e-newsletter invitation on our homepage. So please do sign up and become eligible for a free copy of Tulane's uh, fantastic book. So relevant for so many of us right now. Um, I want to share a poem, as I often do in my work. Um, This is for all of you out there who are looking for inspiration. And this is a bit of a rallying cry. It's called When Death Comes by Mary Oliver. When death comes like the hungry bear in autumn, when death comes and takes all the bright coins from his purse to buy me and snaps the purse shut, when death comes like the measle pox, when death comes like an iceberg between the shoulder blades, I want to step through the door full of curiosity, wondering, what is it going to be like, that cottage of darkness? And therefore I look upon everything as a brotherhood and a sisterhood, And I look upon time as no more than an idea, and I consider eternity another possibility. And I think of each life as a flower, as common as a field daisy, and as singular. And each name a comfortable music in the mouth, tending, as all music does, toward silence. And each body a lion of courage and something precious to the earth. When it's over, I want to say, all my life I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom, taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I have made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's an invitation to all of us to think about what we can do to bring the fullest potential that we have um, to, to the work we do, to the contribution we make in the workplace, and also to the way we live and the way that we contribute in our communities and in our, our, our larger lives. One of the first points that you made, Tulane, was really about seeing your career in the context of your larger life and really aligning your career vision with the whole of who you want to be and certainly anchoring it in your values. And you did just a beautiful job of taking us through uh, how to think about that and how to move forward with that. Um, it's really just been a pleasure to have you on the show today. And clearly you have a wealth of experience and advice um, to share with our listeners. Is there any, any parting word that you'd like to say, Tulane? Well, we were talking earlier about fear and, and the poem that made me think of, about regret. And what people forget is that at the end of your life, you don't want to be left thinking, I could have been a contender. So it's far better to actually try something and fail because then you'll know, you know what, I tried it, didn't work. And you can be at peace with that. You can go to your grave knowing you've done your best. But if you never tried it, if you never took that small risk, and I'm not advising big risks, but if you never tried it, you always have, have that niggling, niggling feeling. Should I have done? Could I have? And that's the biggest risk of all. Thank you so much, Tulane. And thank you for joining us today, everyone. Next week, please tune in to discover how your history, your own past, 
may be affecting your ability to create the future you want as a leader and in your own life. And next week's guest will be Dr. Neil Struhl on the faculty of the Georgetown Leadership Coaching Program with a, a, a tremendous perspective to share that could be, I think, radically eye-opening for our listeners. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please do go to our website and sign up for the opportunity to receive a free book written by Tulane Madonna, our guest today. Tulane, thank you so much. And until next week, everyone. Thank you. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.